Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This came up with uh, Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. And it is which game, I asked the question, which game would the would those guys most like to replay? If they had another game on Saturday, uh, who would who would they like to play? And it leads us to Four Downs, and Four Downs is brought to you by our friend Rick Terry at Rick Terry Jewelry Design. Four Downs is now. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. All righty, so for the record, Jacob said that he would like to go back and play the Missouri game because, as I've told you, Missouri threw out a defensive look that they had not thrown out for the rest of the season. Tennessee was caught unaware. They didn't respond well. I think Jacob is very close to Tennessee's coaching staff because he's such a mature young man, and I think he saw that Tennessee's coaching staff, who has ties to Missouri, especially Josh Heupel, saw how hurtful that loss was to them on a personal level. So Jacob said, Missouri, what game do you think Cooper said? It's it's be sure to hit like and subscribe. It's on our YouTube channel. What game do you think Cooper said? Well, I know what Cooper said. So should we just ask the, you you could cheat on the trivia question if you want to. Uh, He said, Florida, which would, which would make a lot of sense. So uh, let's get to four downs. I got some questions about those games. Uh, and it's brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler. Looking for affordable game day jewelry? How about the Fire Opals? A Tennessee tradition, rickterryjewelry.com. Brand new snazzy website, rickterryjewelry.com. So, Cooper Bays, what should the people do who want to learn more about Tennessee football weekdays at 10 a.m.? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. All right, Coop. And we're on down one. First down, Coop. Coop here. First down. I ask you this question. What of the four losses of Tennessee could strap it on and play Saturday? Which of the four would they most likely win? That's easy. That's Florida. Like a thousand times over, it's Florida. Okay. I knew you'd go there. So that's why I'm going second down. Cooper Mays here. Second down. Okay. What's the next one? Because Missouri looks pretty darn good. And I know Georgia and Alabama are Georgia and Alabama. Missouri looks pretty darn good. After the way Tennessee, can I answer this one first, actually? After the way Tennessee played Alabama for a half and knowing that knowing that Eli Drinkwitz did so many things that were unique in that game to, to make sure he won that game, I think Tennessee almost beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and I would take that over a win against Missouri despite the personal ties between Tennessee's coaches and that program. I don't even think it's close. Oh, no, you didn't say who you would take. You said who what would be the game they'd most likely win if they played again, or the second most likely game, excuse me, that they play again, that they'd win if they played again. That's well, Missouri. I'm gonna, right, you're right. I'm going to say it for both. I thought they matched up well with Alabama. 
um, for a half. M- Missouri, I would think, is going to try to pull everything out of the toolbox. Um, I don't know. I just like the way Tennessee played Alabama. And at the time, there was so much to play for, kind of going in a lot of directions. But what do you think? Uh, which game do you think they're most likely to, to, to win out of the group? I think you and a lot of people, no offense, Dave, are really overrating that first half performance by Tennessee at Alabama. I think Alabama made a lot of mistakes. I watched that game. Alabama controlled the line of scrimmage, even in the first half. Tennessee couldn't buy a yard when they ran it. Okay. I look at that first half against Alabama, the way so many Tennessee fans looked at the second half of the 96 game against Florida, where they fell behind 35 to nothing and then lost 35 to 29. And it was like, oh my God, Peyton Manning fought back so hard. And I'm like, guys. Steve Spurrier called off everybody in that game. Well, <laughs> and... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully disagree with that for a couple of reasons. One, I think Tennessee could have closed in the red zone and been a lot better. I think you would agree with that. And then suddenly you're going into half with a 14, 17, maybe even 20 point lead if they do better in the red zone. Now, where you and I are going to differ, and there's not going to be any change in either one of our minds, is some of the fourth down calls that Josh Heupel has said privately he he would have. He would not gone with some of those decisions, especially when he had, I think it was a third quarter, was he, he had the lead in his own end. So I think if Tennessee eliminates some of those decisions, um, they match up a little but bit better against Alabama the, than you do. You're also ignoring Alabama's gift to Tennessee in that first half where they had that turnover in the red zone, which set up uh, one of Tennessee's scoring drives. I mean, like, I think, I think Alabama gave a lot to Tennessee in the first half that I don't really think was – I'm sorry. I just outside of the first drive in that game. Um, and no, actually, yeah. Uh, Alabama spotted Tennessee 10 points in the first half with turnovers in that, in that game. So I just, I think that was Alabama giving Tennessee more in the first half than anything. I'm going to uh, audible a little bit based off of what I'm seeing on the message board. What down coop Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. All right. So I got this question for you. Did Josh Heupel did coaching, cost Tennessee in any of their four losses was that the primary reason I think we would agree that Florida for instance the primary reason was no coop right but that's coaching so I was still going to say that because they didn't get it addressed in April which they should have yes yes okay I think I think Florida is Josh Heupel's fault okay give me a flyer on that because I think there was at least enough ambiguity and uncertainty about the potential injury earlier in the summer where I understand the decision saying, I agree with it. And obviously in retrospect, it was wrong, but give me a game where on field coaching during the game cost Tennessee in one of their four losses, or is there one sec football says Bama for sure. No, I, I don't, it's not on field. It's Bama for sure. They gave them the ball in the 35 yard line. Alabama gave Tennessee the ball in the red zone twice. And on that time that they got the ball on the 35 yard line, they threw an interception the next play. So you guys are acting like Tennessee gave Alabama gave way more away in that game than Tennessee did. It's not even close. Alabama gave Tennessee like this is my this is the thing that drives me crazy about football sometimes is that people see it from a perspective they ignore all the gifts they got, and I'm like Tennessee got way more gifts than Alabama got in that game. If you go back and watch that, okay, Alabama gave Tennessee more gifts than Florida did in the first half of 1998. All right, it was that level of gifts. And I, I, y'all are missing a lot of stuff Alabama gave Tennessee in that one. Those are, I, I'm, again, Alabama dominated the line of scrimmage. That's what I watched the whole game. Tennessee couldn't run the ball at all. 
on-field coaching, I would say Missouri, but I wouldn't say it's Josh Heupel's fault because on-field coaching was what you said. You acknowledged it. You said Josh Heupel was caught off guard by Eli Drinkwitz in the new game plan. Technically, that is on-field coaching. Now, do you blame Josh Heupel for getting that wrong? Yes. Maybe not. Yeah, you do? do? Okay, you blame him for not I, bl- I blame him for not halftime adjustments. And and just to, just to let you know, you guys know you're hearing something that you probably haven't heard anywhere else. I was told by somebody within Tennessee's program that Missouri threw out a defense that was completely different than they had they had run all year. So continue. Some people may have not known that. No, I, I, I yeah, what, what you told me made me believe on field coaching. And you're right, in game adjustments is a big deal because what was wasn't it 13 to seven at halftime, Dave? Yeah, still very and, doable. Yeah, if you do an adjustment, then there's no reason you shouldn't be able to. If, what does he do coming out in the start of the second half? He calls an option play with Joe Milton, which I thought made no sense. That killed their opening drive of the second half. And you know this: this Tennessee team is really dependent on momentum. And if like if it it it, it was actually this way with Hinden Hooker too, but it was worse with Joe Milton. If things spiral a little bit, they can spiral a lot for this offense because of the tempo and how how things go and. It's kind of like the old in basketball. Remember the the pressing and the up tempo basketball Bruce Pearl play. It was fun to watch, but if it spiraled a little bit against Tennessee, like you remember that Sweet Sixteen game where they blew a twenty point lead to Ohio State because Ohio State just got a little bit of a run in the second half. If it spiraled, oh. it spiraled a lot. Oh yeah, uh, that was like they couldn't find the basket for the, for the majority of the game. I, uh, as far as Tennessee spiraling down. I'll give them a little bit of credit for not spiraling at times this season when at some point, I think you have to give Josh Heupel some credit for we we can argue the personnel decision over not playing Nico, but at some point, don't we have to give Josh Heupel credit for turning Joe Milton into a serviceable quarterback and one that had a great day on senior day against Vanderbilt. And I guess it depends on your perspective. I thought, that Joe Milton had some serious, serious issues before the season started. Caleb can back me on that. So what they ended up getting out of him, in my opinion, is about the best they could have gotten. Now, you know I would have played Nico right from the get. I said that from the get. But what they ended up getting, I don't know that it was going to get much better no matter what you do as a coach. Do you – so here's my question. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that part of Joe Milton's issues, and this is a genuine question, do you think Heibel held him back more than he should have, or do you think he had to hold him back? Because there was a stat that came out uh, yesterday. Uh, Joe Milton threw three times as many passes behind the line of scrimmage as any quarterback in any season ever under Josh Heibel this year. I think that's how limited he was. You I don't think, think this think is how limited he was. Yeah, I don't think this is a situation in 98 or 99 where T Martin could have run 95% of the offense that Peyton Manning did. And they didn't let him because they realized they had a great defense and running game. So he ran about 50% of it. I don't think this is a situation where if Joe Milton had another year, the playbook would continue to open for him. I think that's what he did. And that's the best Josh Heupel could do. And I give Josh Heupel more credit than most for that because I, I just think there was a glass ceiling with Milton. A thick, it doesn't sound like it was a glass ceiling because he couldn't shatter it. it. Sounds like it was a rock solid. Yeah, like it was a it was a six inch thick bulletproof glass ceiling. Is exactly <laughs> what it was. But uh, I again, I, but I, I felt like all season that I was ripping Joe, and I don't want to rip a young man, Caleb. But 
and you can back me. I mean, that's that's how I felt uh, from the get. 